Hey, we're back. <laughs> we're back finally. Um, we've had both of us actually have had a lot going on. Um, and when we first started doing this, every time Erica would say, We're back and we're recording like every week, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, of course we're back. We're coming back every week. And now it's like, mm, We really don't know when the next time we're going to be back is. So it's like, <laughs> it's very fitting that we say that every single time because you never know when we're going to come back and we will always come back, but we just don't know when that's going to (laughs) be. Yes. Well, speaking of that actually too, is that what we're going to try out is doing like an email newsletter sort of thing where you can get email updates sent when we like release a new episode. I'm not sure where all of you subscribe on. I know that if you subscribe on like, I don't know, iTunes or Apple or whatever, it just shows up in your feed whenever we update or whatever. But just in case you want to like know specifically when we update or whatever, um, I think we're going to try to do that. So that will be after this episode is published, available on our website, which is btyespod.com. And we just figured that'd be easier because like, again, we don't have a strict schedule. This is a side thing that we do. Um, So we don't have a strict strict schedule. So if you want to know when we're publishing our new episodes and everything, I think that'll be a good idea. Yeah, we've been, um, we've been playing around with this for a long time. And we, um, now we actually have we know we have listeners, so we're like, yeah, that might be a good thing. And especially um, with some things coming up here pretty soon, um, it's going to be even like worse trying to find times for us to record things, life things happening. So um, yeah, check out our website and Erica has done a really great job. We've been um, under construction on the website, all Erica, but it looks really good. So yes, exactly. So yay. Yeah. So this episode we're going to talk about a lot of stuff because we we've got been gone for a while, right? <laughs> and also there's just BTS has so much going on, so we figured we want to catch up a little bit. Obviously, we can't cover everything because they just do too much, but we want to just talk about some certain things that we haven't gotten to discuss and we're really excited about that. Okay, so this is just like a dump from my brain, so it's not in like chronological order, so it may not make like sense that way. But I guess the first thing to start off with is, um, well, okay, coming up really soon, is Bring the Soul. BTS recently just announced that they are going to do pretty much a follow-up movie, almost, to Burn the Stage, which we have an episode out that we did, a long episode, where we discussed Burn the Stage, (laughs) and it, (laughs) it was our very first BTS event in, like, the real world. Like, we had been talking about them, we were very new ARMY. And then they announced that this movie was coming out. And so in our respective places in the United States, Molly and I went to go see it. And that's actually where Molly met one of her now best friends. And yeah, Burn the Stage actually changed my life. (laughs) Going (laughs) to that movie literally changed my entire life. So I am so grateful for that. And I'm really excited for Bring the Soul. Um, Because we also went to see in our respective cities um love yourself and soul the movie and that was really fun i actually saw that multiple times in the theaters i saw it three times two or three times it's just fun to see them like on the big screen and i actually i guess we'll have to talk about this later but i don't know when i am actually going to be able to see the movie so we will 
talk about it eventually, but hopefully I will get to see it in the theater. And I'm being very cryptic, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll address it. It won't be like, because you know how like people can be really cryptic online. Like, oh, you know, the people who stab you in the back, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then you're like, what are you talking about? Like, if you're going to mention it, like say it, we actually will deliver on the goods, but it's just like, that's a whole other tangent that will take us away from what we're yes. talking about. Yes. But yeah. So um, Molly and I didn't get to see it together that or uh, um, the love yourself soul concert, but you know, we got to talk about it at length and <laughs> For this one, I'm actually going to be going with my boyfriend, who is definitely a fan of BTS, and um, one of my other friends, who has now recently become a, an army and a very dedicated one at that now. So this is going to be really fun to see it with both of them and just to kind of like see what the experience is like if it mirrors the last one. But just in case you guys didn't know, if you're getting your news from us, which it's probably pretty late, but um, <laughs> in case you didn't know, like, yeah, it comes out and it's in theater theaters on August 7th um, for a limited release. You can go on like any of the major like movie websites or whatever. You can go to bring the soul, I believe, dot com and not the city soul, because like at first. I know people were like confused. My boyfriend, when I said bring the soul, he's like, oh, like the city. And I'm like, actually, no, just like the regular word. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so um, you can go and Google it or whatever, and then you can get tickets for it. And so I'm really excited. So hopefully we'll have a time to discuss it. But again, I don't want to get too much into it because that goes into like the tangent. But hopefully we'll at some point talk about this. Let's move on because... <laughs> we're not giving any information right well do you want to just go into it because we might keep alluding to it this whole episode <laughs> probably okay as most of you know if you've been listening to us for a while um at burn the stage i as erica had mentioned met one of my now best friends and through meeting her and through erica's constant encouragement um, I started the process of um, trying to teach English in Korea. And so since last fall, this has been a goal and been something I've been working towards. And I had applied and I think I'm trying to even remember the last update I gave you guys. But I now officially have a signed contract. I know my school. I know my city. Um, I'm not going to give like a bunch of information um, on that side of it. Um, just know that I am moving to Korea in two weeks. <laughs> um, two weeks from tomorrow, actually, from the day we're recording. So I am super excited. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but I've I've done big moves before, but mainly just like cross country. I've never moved out of the country. Um, I've only visited out of the country once um, and that was for like a week when I was in high school <laughs> um, I've never lived abroad I've never studied abroad I've never been on a 14-hour flight but I'm really excited and so that's kind of what we were alluding to with bring the soul um, I will actually be in Korea when it comes out and with my work schedule and when I start I'm not sure um, when I will actually be able to see the movie or if I'm even going to be able to understand the movie, because most likely there will not be subtitles. <laughs> so <laughs> I will be watching 
it in Korea in a Korean movie theater, probably all in Korean and not knowing what's going on. Um, but I still want to see it. And I'm really excited because I could possibly actually be seeing it in Seoul or in my city. I'm not in Seoul. I'll be um, in a city right outside of Seoul. I'm really excited. I can't wait. And that's kind of where my life is right now and why after this episode and maybe one more episode, uh, we don't know when we'll be able to record again because we will be like 16 hour time difference, I think. Um, I'll be 16 hours ahead of Erica. Luckily, I will have a, I won't have a normal work schedule and Erica has a weird schedule. <laughs> so we probably should be able to find times to record. We'll just have to, it'll take some time for us to get settled in and get the time difference down and figure out when we can do that. So that's where I am now. I know I've talked to a few of you guys through social media about more like details and stuff of it. So if you have any questions about my move or where I'm going to be, um, shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram, or you can send us an email too, and I will reply that way. Um, I'm at B-T-Y-E-S Molly on Twitter, and then our at B-T-Y-E-S-Pod on Instagram and I'll be the one to respond. So if you have any questions, let me know. And I will be happy to answer them for you. I'm just so excited for Molly. I mean, and I'll speak on behalf of our listeners, even though I don't know if I can, but we're also <laughs> excited for you. This is so crazy to think about like a year ago that this wasn't even a possibility, a thing, a whatever. And um, we'll, we want to talk more in the future about like her decision to go to Korea and just like some things about life before Korea, you know, because everything's going to be so different. Um, but again, that's for maybe another episode, another time, but it does color and influence a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today. And like we said, even bring the soul. So we might as well just get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so very exciting. Um, and yeah, it, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So moving on with, oh, also we will have to talk about bring the soul at a later point, because I think it'll be interesting to be like, what do you think happened at this point, Molly? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they said here? Um, let's see. I think they said this. You're like, no, not even close. <laughs> that is not what was happening at all. <laughs> so that will be funny. But you'll you'll get your first real authentic BTS Korean experience, right? You're going to yeah. just jump right in like pretty much a couple of days after you've come to the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Whoa. okay so since we're so in such a light mood let's move on to something serious <laughs> <laughs> let me be a mood killer um it's somewhat serious but it's not the most serious thing in the world but it's still pretty serious let's talk about v's skin condition sorry i'm not laughing but it's like the transition is <laughs> horrible v skin condition you've heard about that right no Oh, okay. So um, this popped up. I don't know, because I'm like only randomly online right now. Like, again, I said in the last episode, I've been kind of like taking a little bit of a step back because BTS can be like very overwhelming and very all consuming. Um, anyway, this happened to break through all of that for me. And apparently V just kind of like disclosed. Okay, let me rewind. So a fan posted on like their 
which we have to talk about that too, on their like new uh, platform on like what we ply Weverse, no Weverse, and they were like, oh look, he's so cute, even when he's like lightly tickling his stomach, and he replied with. Actually, it's not that I was tickling myself. He's, it's that I have a skin condition called col- cholangeric urticaria. Yeah. yeah, I saw that, but I didn't like, I mean, that I, I actually, I saw it and I saw the reply, but I mean, I didn't think anything of it because lots of people have skin conditions and <laughs> like, I mean, I was just like, oh, like. Maybe I'm, like, desensitized to them as, like, how we used to be, like, oh, my gosh, everything they do, we see them as these, like, idols, like they do in Korea. Maybe I'm just seeing them as, like, normal people now because, like, I saw that reply, but I didn't, I literally did not, like, give it a second thought. Like, oh, he has, like, a skin condition, but he doesn't ever talk about it. It doesn't ever seem to bother him. So maybe it's, like, something that's manageable and he just, like... Because I have, I had this weird skin thing and it, it only comes occasionally and it's, it's supposed to be eczema, but I had never had it until I was in my early twenties. I never had issues, um, before I was like 22 and I haven't had an outbreak in like five, four or five years. And it's just really weird for like a four year period of time. I would break out like every couple of months. But it's supposed to be hereditary. So I don't know. Like, I've gone through stuff like that. So I guess I just didn't really think anything of it. And I haven't I haven't been as active on Twitter. Um, so I don't, like, if it blew up or whatever, I definitely did not see it. Okay. Well, <laughs> basically, for those of you who don't know what it is, and I didn't either, basically, it makes your body break out into hives if when your body temperature gets high. So when you're like exercising or if you take like hot shower or whatever, when I heard about it, it wasn't like I was freaking out, but it gave me more insight into V because, you know, he wears very loose clothing and he wears like very open shoes and sometimes he goes without shoes. And so it kind of was like, oh, so, you know, we talk about like some of the things he, you know, wears and everything. And he always has this loose flowy style, which also seems just very much his personality. But now we may know that it also can come from like having this condition too. So I just thought that was like very interesting to know that there's maybe more behind like, again, what you see with someone, you know? You know, he wears, especially like the pants and stuff, they probably keep him really cool. I can attest like with when I had eczema outbreaks it was worse when I would get hot um and at the time when I was having really bad outbreaks I was a server and so like if I would get sweaty or I get really hot um or like overexerting myself it would just it would um inflame it and it would just get 10 times worse and if I had if it was in a spot where like clothing touched it if my clothes were too tight it would it would irritate it even more so that's definitely very interesting because really the only time we see him in tighter clothing is for photo shoots and stuff like his personal style is all like the pajama look which I love and it's probably super comfortable but yeah it probably is also I wonder if that's why like he didn't work out for so long because he would he talks about in a lot of V lives and stuff like that he didn't like to exercise or work out and then in the last what like year or so and some V lives I've seen he it's like, yeah, I decided to start working out and exercising. 
more. Um, so I wonder if that was like a decision of that too, that it was really uncomfortable because they practice so much and he's already doing and exerting himself and sweating and getting hot and doing that while they're dancing and performing and stuff. That just makes me think too, like, I wonder how uncomfortable he gets like during concerts and if it like, if he takes medication for it or if there's something like he can put on it or things he can do to keep it from like getting irritated while during like tours and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's what made me think of. It's like, wow. Like you just don't know, like, and this is in life in general, it's not just with BTS, but you never know what anyone is going through. Mm -hmm. You never know what burdens or what struggles or whatever they're carrying. And there's a lot of people who are very good at like never showing anything, you know? And so to know that they are like probably the most active like people I've ever seen in my life. And he has a condition that is only inflamed and, you know, worsened by, you know, doing stuff like that. And like, we saw those concerts. We saw Dionysus. <laughs> well, no, actually, I didn't. But <laughs> we saw them like out there. You know, I was hot just being in their presence. Okay, Sitting there. Weird, but <laughs> I can't imagine. So I'm like, yes, wear all the Birkenstocks, wear the loose pants. And now I'll think a little bit differently because I know I called some of his pants like elephant pants before. <laughs> and now I feel like a horrible person I think um, you owe me an apology <laughs> I do especially since he's my new like almost bias now right yeah okay so on to something else I mentioned that he had replied on this thing called Weaver so I, I guess we should talk about that too because maybe you guys don't know maybe you do know but if you're a BTS fan traditionally up until this point as an international fan you pretty much only got to really see BTS updates or communication from the members themselves on Twitter. But now they have unveiled like a new sort of system and app area, whatever you want to call it, fan cafe almost sort of thing for everybody to to discuss with them things. And actually the members will reply. So it's called Weavers, and you can download it on your, you know, favorite app store or whatever. And I actually, I only just joined and I actually haven't really like scrolled that much through it, but you can see updates from them themselves and like people like apparently go crazy over their updates and stuff. But I actually um, tend to only follow a Twitter account that posts about the updates they post on there. So you can do that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Weavers just, it's, still very new so there's still some bugs they're working out anytime the guys post like the platform gets overloaded and so um the translations won't load or the app kind of crashes like every single time they post or they comment on something um but i know they're working the bugs out and it's a very new thing so it's eventually going to replace the fan cafe because fan cafe really was only for k armies um and but that's where they would upload exclusive not only like exclusive content that was only shared on that app but they would post updates on certain things um and you had to be like an official member to be able to see some of these things um so they do ask whenever the guys post stuff on there or if they post like exclusive content to not post it on other social media sites um even though people are doing that um, Big Hit asked oh, you oops. not to <laughs> and just be careful with that because I know in the past like people did that with Fan Cafe and um, 
if if Big Hit sees the accounts, like they'll try to get them like suspended or whatever because it's it's like in the rules when you sign up for it, it says like don't post this content on other platforms. Um, so just be careful with that because if if Weverse really is going to become what I think it's going to become, you're going to want to be a part of it and you're not going to want to jeopardize not being able to to use it or to be, you know, getting your account suspended because you have to share this picture on Instagram or whatever. Just enjoy the content <laughs> that they're giving you. Um, Cause they are like, actually today, like right now, maybe like an hour ago, a bunch of them were updating, mainly Hobie. He's been super active on it the last couple of days. They are, we'll talk about this too, I guess. Um, they're officially like on their vacation um, until the Lot family concert in October. And their Love Yourself Soul concert was aired on a local TV station today. Well, tonight, like Korea time. And they're watching it. Like, they're Yoongi updated. Um, and he did a little post and said, it's weird to see our um, our concert on TV. And Hobie was posting, like, he was taking pictures of the TV, like, of the concert and posting them on there. So it's really funny, like they've been on vacation like two days and they're watching their concert on TV. <laughs> Another thing, I guess we'll put this in with this part, um, the official membership to become like an official ARMY, the fan club membership is available for purchase now. And Weavers will have like a separate tab for that once you purchase your membership. Um, and there'll be exclusive content on there just for members. Um, this is also, Weavers will be the platform you're going to go through if you ever want to go to a concert in Korea, if you want to go to uh, muster, if you want to go to any of their like end of the year performances and things like that in Korea, they'll be posting how that process works um, on Weavers under like the fan membership thing. That's like a huge, a huge thing. And not only because like on Twitter, yeah, they post pictures and stuff, but they don't reply. Like there's so it's so oversaturated and literally anyone can create a Twitter account. And on Weverse, you have to have a either a Weply or, or Weply, whatever, however you pronounce that, um, or a Big Hit Shop account. And so that cuts out on having people that aren't true BTS fans or true ARMY creating accounts for Weverse because you have to have your email addresses have to match for those platforms. So that way they can kind of know that, okay, most everyone on here, 99% are going to be ARMY. They've actually been really good about taking down offensive posts and suspending accounts and things like that on Weaver. So hopefully they'll be able to keep it a family friendly um, safe space for people to talk to BTS. Um, you can use specific hashtags to just um, speak to specific members or to post to specific members and they're able to see those on their side. Um, you can post like directly to BTS. There's a main message board. You can post that all armies can see. Um, so it's just like another social platform. But as Erica was saying, BTS actually does reply to people's posts. The funny thing is a lot of the ones I've been seeing that they reply to are like meme posts. Either that or like super, super like sweet, sappy posts that people say. But a lot of them, Hobie's been responding lately to like really funny posts. It's just fun and great to see that they're actually interacting and that they have another platform they can interact with armies because we know that they talk a lot about 
wanting to have that connection back with us too. You know, we get to see their V lives and their posts and all of that stuff. But now they're actually getting to respond to us and have like a safe platform to be able to interact with not only K armies, but all armies across the globe. Yeah, I think that's the key. Like um, when we first got into this, we found out about the fan cafe and it was a very exclusive experience. And, you know, if you didn't speak Korean, you're kind of a little bit out of luck unless you got other people to translate or help you. There was like a really kind of intense or like difficult process to get into it. And we've even, Molly's even explained a little bit about it in other episodes in the past, Um, just a little bit about it. We touched on it. And um, I think they're really starting to look at BTS as a global, you know, entity rather than Korean, which is really great because I think getting into this initially, you know, we saw that you don't feel left out, especially because at the time we came in, like they've been doing a lot of stuff, like especially here in the United States. I feel very happy and privileged in that sense. But, you know, at the same time, you always want to be closer to BTS. And so you knew that they were interacting with fans and they were posting like special thoughts, which, again, some people, I guess, were taking the risk to put this stuff on Twitter, which we were we were grateful for. Not that we wanted people to break the rules, but just that we wanted to know what sorts of things are they saying and doing. And we'd love to be a part of it on the platform they want us to be a part of it on. It's just we couldn't really have access to it. So it's now it's great that they came out with this stuff recently, these two apps, because now it's like, oh, they have been working on this. That's that's the thing about Big Hit and like BTS. They listen and then, you know, you think, oh, is anything going to change or whatever? I don't know. And then all of a sudden they're like, bam, we don't have just like a little solution. We have a huge solution for you that's even better than you were imagining. And so just so you know, um, just so because it can be confusing if you're not like really like in the world of BTS or anything. Weeply is like now their new like merchandise merchandising like platform. So before you would like buy stuff from like the big hit shop. And I think this just makes it a lot more international friendly. Um, and you can go on there and it's just like a lot more seamless of a, a thing. At least I feel like on my end, um, like buying merchandise and like getting it from there, especially if you're international. So your Weeply account, which is kind of like your big hit shop account, like Molly was saying, is the same email address and information that you use to log into Weverse, which is like the BTS Twitter. And also with these two apps, it's kind of like a little bit of testing the waters because I really see big hit like expanding into like the music, like um, online space, you know, BTS are very much pioneers in that regard. And all these other artists are like, well, how can we do what they're doing? And how did they have this social media presence? And we can talk about why they're so important and great on that another day, another time. They're just amazing. But we also got news recently that B, uh, that Big Hit is thinking of starting a streaming site. Um, and so this would kind of also probably complete like a trifecta of apps and everything that would all like work together. They're going to have podcasts on the streaming site, apparently, if it you know ever comes out. And so, you know, that BTS will be on there. <laughs> it says they could possibly have podcast capabilities or whatever on there, but they're teaming up Netmarble, who um, is the creator of BTS World. 
the CEO of NetMarble and Bang PD are related. And so they've decided like, hey, why don't we do this partnership? Um, Big Hit's trying to expand their, their revenue because basically BTS is their revenue. Um, yes, they have Lee Hyun, they have TXT now, but TXT is just what, a few months old, six months old, seven months old you know, having one solo artist and then two groups isn't the best idea for longevity (laughs) for Big Hit. Um, You know, when you see all of these other entertainment companies that have tons and tons of groups under them, if one of them fails, then they have all of these other groups. Not saying like TXT, like they're actually a lot bigger than BTS was when they debuted, but it's a different time and day and all that stuff. If Lee Hyun decides to retire or um, something BTS's military service, if they have to go on some sort of hiatus, they're going to need other revenue streams. They're going to need other ways to make money. So then when BTS comes back, they're able to support them and do all the things and continue to do the things that they've been doing. And so they're teaming up with NetMarble to hopefully come out with a music streaming platform and potentially BTS could have like exclusive songs on this platform. It wouldn't be BTS only, um, but there would be like songs that they would exclusively release for this platform, kind of like they do on SoundCloud right now. Anytime they do stuff for Festa or they do covers, um, they'll just post them on SoundCloud. I think it's a great idea because that's where everything's going now. People here don't buy physical albums like they do, I feel like, in Korea, because in the K-pop world, they do so much for these albums. We've talked about it before when uh, during the comeback with the photo books and photo cards and the packaging and all of that stuff. People don't do that in the States. So it's like streaming services for music is what people do here. And so that also helps reach a bigger global fan base um, because... Other than in the K-pop world, most people, that's how they get their music is stream. They don't buy physical albums anymore. Um, and so I think it's it's a really smart, really good idea. And hopefully they will have podcast capabilities. And yeah, you better know that your girls are going to try to get their podcast on the streaming service. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be, be some time before that happens, at least a year Um or sometime next year before that ever happens. But yeah, I think it's a good call on Big Hit's part and, um, you know, partnering with NetMarble, who is a a pretty well-known company from what I've gathered. Um, and, you know, BTS World is another thing that we haven't talked much about. So I don't think Erica has played it yet. I'm not sure. It's It's been really fun. And I know I've read a couple articles that as soon as it came out, it was the number one most downloaded app in 89 countries, like the day it came out. And it's still going strong and there's still millions and millions of players and people are still playing it and loving it. Well, actually, that was on my list as something to discuss just briefly, because like you said, I actually haven't downloaded or started playing yet. I've been well aware of it and everybody talking about it, but I guess it's just good to bring it up just in case, you know, any of you listeners don't know what it is or you don't know what we're talking about or you haven't heard of it. Um, So I guess we can touch on that a little bit. BTS World is this like game. You know what? I don't know if we have any... Well, I know we do. Some Harry Potter fans out there. But 
everything that I've heard about BTS World as a game, I feel like I'm getting the same feelings that I got when Hogwarts Mystery came out for Harry Potter. And Molly and I both played that game when it first came out. But Molly, you've actually played BTS World, so you can let me know if that's completely off the mark. I had the same feelings about it at first, like how excited I was about it. But with HP Mystery, it got to the point after like the first, I don't know, not even week. Like I felt like the first like few days that you got to a point where you couldn't really play anymore. And it was really frustrating. And BTS World (laughs) has been the complete opposite of that. It's the same concept where you have to use basically like energy, but in BTS world, they give you wings um, and you have to use this to like progress through the story. Um, But every day, like there's check-in rewards. Um, They'll randomly give you like 20 wings twice a day. And then you'll have your check-in rewards daily. They give you, it's a lot easier to get like, to get money and to get the diamonds and things. Um, There are ways to to buy stuff but I have not spent one penny and I'm almost through the story like for the main story in BTS world I I have one more chapter to go um, and I haven't spent a dime yet there's a lot of other like side stories and things that I haven't gotten through it's just a lot more streamlined I guess than HB mystery was and it um they want you to be able to enjoy the game and to get through the game. And I'm sure, yeah, they want you to spend money too, but you don't have to, if you don't want to, if you're, if you have a little bit of patience, which I usually don't with these kind of games, but I have enough where I'm able to like wait out for things in this game and be able to move and progress throughout the story um, without having to spend any money. Yeah, no, it's good that you can play the game and have an enjoyable experience without spending money. Although I will say that one of my friends has spent like a hundred bucks on it, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but Hey, it is what it is. Um, I'm not in it, but like, yeah, I know with the Harry Potter game, it was like very frustrating. That's why after a certain amount of time, I didn't really pick it up again. And I haven't said, I can't say that like I super miss it. But, you know, with you going off to Korea and getting settled, if, you know, a few, a couple weeks goes by and we're still, you know, whatever, maybe I'll just, like, just start playing it. I don't know. I'm slowly easing myself back into, like, BTS world. (laughs) The real BTS world. So, it's worth it. But I just wanted to kind of touch on it. And if I do start playing it, we'll definitely do, like, an episode about it. I do plan on playing it at some point. I just didn't want to played in the midst of my overwhelming break. I "I can't process anything because I want to be at the concert still. Um, (laughs) Well, BTS is on vacation for like two months. So now's the perfect time. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that. Like that was definitely one of the big things I wanted to talk about just because they're finally taking a break, everybody. And I'm like, thank goodness. Thank goodness for them. Thank goodness for me because I... I'm tired. (laughs) Now they're going to be really active, I feel like, on Weverse. But that's a lot easier to just, like, open the app and download the picture that they post or to, like, read their translation versus, like, watching videos and having to catch up on all this content and having 10 million fan cams and all these videos and things to watch. And um, it just – it because it gets time-consuming and you have to kind of pick and choose what you want to do. And actually – the one thing that I've loved about Weaver so far is that it's 
kind of made me take a step back from Twitter. And honestly, I haven't missed Twitter. Maybe I've missed a few things going on, but like, I don't know that I've missed it. And so my life hasn't been affected. Like if, if one of my friends tags me in something, then sure, I will get on and I'll reply and I might scroll through. But because I've been so active on Weavers, unless they post on Twitter, like I haven't really been getting on Twitter very much. So I've been able to kind of, and with BTS world, I kind of feel like <laughs> I'm getting a lot of BTS content, even though it's like fake content, because you get to text them and call them and you post on like social sites. It's pretty much like an Instagram. So you kind of get this like feeling that you're doing something, even though it's all fake. So I really haven't needed to be on Twitter and it's been really nice just to kind of play BTS world, watch some V lives, watch around BTS at my leisure. Um, I started going back and watching some more old V lives last night and just kind of taking in content like Erica has been just like at a slower pace and not feeling like I need to be in the know about every single thing going on because they do too much to be able to do that. And so it is kind of nice to hopefully have a little break from that because then end of the year stuff is going to be coming soon. And then it's just going to be like overwhelming all over again. Yeah, I think collectively as a fandom, I think we're all like relieved. When I was on Twitter, I mean, a lot of Twitter is people panicking about everything coming out, even if it's just like, we love it, but it's like so much. And we've been going really hard since, you know, Map of the Soul Persona came out. And even it didn't really stop even before that. Um, But especially when that came out since then it's just been like nonstop and like something like it feels like honestly like every day but like what you're saying I think Twitter is a big part of that and I think if you step away from social media you know you realize that oh I don't have to have social media dictate how I do my fan thing you know and it can be hard though because like social media just in general let's not even talk about BTS but in life is very much like FOMO very much fear of missing out very much like oh am I doing this whatever it keeps you like kind of on edge and you see actively visually what's going on and that may not be what path, what energy, what vibe, whatever you want to call it that you're on. And so it can be hard to like know your boundaries and like know when you need to just do it for yourself. And that doesn't mean you love BTS any less, but it just means you're loving yourself in that moment more. And you, and you need to do that. You need to take care of yourself. So yeah, you, and, and then like what Molly said, they have so much going on that you really can't cover it all. And I think that's where you're going to get like disappointed or burnt out or whatever is if you try to do all the BTS things. I mean, that is a privilege we have as fans is that we do have so many things, a smorgasbord to like pick from. But if you try to do everything and you want to do everything, you, you really just, you can't. Um, it's super expensive. It's super time consuming, especially if you have anything else going on in your life. And just like with anything, you know, if anything can be addicting or bad for you, if it's intrusive in your life to the point where like now you start having negative consequences. So for all of you out there who are feeling overwhelmed or whatever, just know that like every other BTS fan I think has been there and really it's okay for you to define your boundaries and redefine them and to just go with what you feel and what you need. And like, for instance, with BTS world, like I saw when it was all coming out and everybody, 
everybody on Twitter was talking and they're like, this part of the game and wings and this, and like, they called me and this. And like, there was a part of me that felt like I was left out, but I also knew like, I couldn't just handle that at that moment when I, with what I was going through, like personally and stuff like that. And you know what? The game's still there for me. And now, you know, whenever I want to, I can go and I can take it at my own pace and I don't have to like try to keep up with everyone. So just know that like, a lot of these things are going to be here for you later on. And I also had to do that with like the musters too. Like I really wanted to see it. There's a lot in my heart. I want to see BTS, but I couldn't process it. And it was just like too much at the time. So I was like, you know what? I know that they put these out on DVD every year, you know? So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to wait and I'm going to wait for that to come out. And then when it does, I'll consume it and I'll do it at a time when it feels like right for me and it feels good. So I guess the key point and the takeaway here, if you guys need a pep talk or anything, I'm kind of talking to myself too, um, is that it's all okay. BTS is here to make us feel good. Big Hit says, like, what, art and music for healing or artists for healing? And that's what they're there for. They're here to make our lives better. So, you know, we don't need to, like, kind of, like, overdo it or overcomplicate it and make it now an, an a source of stress in our lives because that's not what they want to be here for. So if it is stressful, you know, take a step back and just know that like you can always like dive in and experience it when you need to. It doesn't say anything less about how much you care about them or anything. Yep, I totally agree. So <laughs> it's a motivational speech over. I did want to kind of circle back to something that we just touched upon. And this has to still go with like all the Weeply Weaver stuff and everything. And you mentioned it, Molly. So they have opened up an army membership. And like we said before, this used to be kind of exclusively on that fan cafe that was kind of more Korean based. But now they have a more international friendly um army membership so you can join it it's i'm going based off of america but in general the base price is 30 dollars you know usd and then um shipping for your membership kit because you get a membership kit with it is 18 dollars. so with your membership you get a, an official army membership card you get a mobile army membership card you get membership in the club for a year although if you join before august 30th your membership is good through august 30th of next year um they're going to send out what is a membership kit they didn't specify everything that's in it but i'm expecting that it's going to include like maybe like a photo book or photo cards or something typical with like every like bts purchase that you tend to get you get like stuff around like that sort of thing but no one really knows those are going to be mailed out in about September and then the cool thing is that they said that um you get access to like these domestic like first dibs or whatever first access to domestic performances and pre-tapings and things like that but here's what I don't think that I've seen anybody like pick up on it says domestic and everybody assumes that that means Korea like oh okay in Korea we'll get benefits but maybe in America we won't but I feel like what they're doing because you have to say like where you're from I feel like if they ever decide to do events in the country that your membership is affiliated with that you will get access maybe to things before so I do think that there is a potential advantage besides just the membership kit and like the membership card to joining the club and we won't know until like the time happens and it's like oh I should have been a member or whatever but I definitely signed up and I was fine with signing up anyway just to get my official card to feel like 
I am officially a member of the army. It happened. I'm in it and whatever. So that was like worth it to me. But I do think that should they start to try to do a coordination of events or anything in other countries, that that's the place to be in your particular country and location to know when those things happen first. Don't take that to heart because I know 100% right now only mean domestic, only means Korea. The only reason I know this is because they actually have a separate fan club for Japanese fans. And the only other place they do fan signs and handshake events right now is in Japan. And they actually have like a separate Japanese fan club. Um, And so that's where they get all of that information and being able to do like the lottery and stuff for that. But I think in the future that that's what that could mean. So um, I know like right now, this date domestic only means in Korea, but in the future, it could possibly mean elsewhere. But we, I'm sure they will give more information out once like Fan Cafe is phased out. And then once Weverse is like the official global fan club platform, um, and you can be part of Weverse and not part of the fan club and vice versa. But like I was saying earlier, there is like a separate tab for the fan club on Weverse that they will post exclusive content. Um, and then that's where they will post all the information for all of these events and concerts. And um, I'm just not sure, at, at least concert wise, I don't think they'll do like the lottery system and, uh, and stuff like that in the States. Because um, right now what they do for a lot of the the events in Korea, they do it as a lottery system. And so if you're part of the fan club, um, you, you know, apply for the lottery, your name goes in a drawing, basically. And if your ID is drawn, then you are guaranteed a ticket, you get to go buy that ticket. And then only the people who got drawn for the lottery are fighting for the seats. Um, and being able to like get the seats and stuff. So I don't think they'll do that in the States just because it's so much bigger and there's so many more people like vying for and trying to get tickets and there'll be like so many more dates and things like that. Um, so I don't think they'll ever go to that in the States, but hopefully down the road they will do. I know we talked during comeback about any kind of like special event that they might ever do in the States. and. Hopefully they'll have some sort of like handshake event or fan sign or something abroad, either in Europe or in the States at some point to give international fans or more international fans like a chance to meet them. Who knows when that will come or if that will come. And the membership is really cool now because there's also not an end date to it as far as like being able to purchase it. Because in the past, with Fan Cafe, you either had to go through the whole rigorous test process to become a member, or they only opened up the paid membership once a year for a short period of time. And now you can join the paid membership at any time. Um, But as Erica said, if you join before August 30th, then your membership doesn't expire till next August. Um, But then after that, it expires one year from the date you purchased it, but you can purchase it at any time. So like she was saying, too, it's going to be there for you now. So if you don't have the the $48 or $30 or whatever it will be in your country um, right now, don't worry about it. Get it whenever you can. 
um, save some money up for it and it's going to be there now. So it's not going to go away. You're going to be able to purchase it at any time. So don't feel rushed. I actually haven't bought it yet because I will be in Korea when it ships and I don't have my address for my apartment <laughs> in Korea. So um, I don't have any way to like get it shipped to me. Um, and I don't want to pay the $18 in shipping to the States and then have it shipped from the States to Korea. And it's a big, big mess. So um, I actually have to wait till I get to Korea to purchase it. And at first I'm like, man, all my friends, literally all my friends have the membership now. And me and my other friend going to Korea don't have the membership, but everyone else does. I was going to just say, you're honestly going to have the last laugh because you're going to have like the most access to like actual things to do with this. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you may not be joining now, but you're going to actually be able to be at the events, which is why I also thought it was curious because like they said domestic events. So I don't know if they're like kind of like locking you to being like obviously in your country. So let's say that like there is an event that happens in like Canada for fans or something. Right. I feel like that's only going to be available to like the Canadian fans. But on the other side, if there's only events available in Korea, I think you're going to have to have a Korean address in order to have that. And I know that in the past, people who have joined the fan cafe have been able to get like tickets to like the muster or whatever, like the lottery tickets, even not like necessarily being there. They just have to find a way to like get there, you know? So I think that's going to be very interesting to see how they do that. But who knows? Maybe they'll use it to like mobilize fans or just like to get like certain information out. And it's, Good to know probably for them, like, okay, now that we're trying to expand globally, where are our fans concentrated? Maybe they'll mm-hmm. see that, like, they've been neglecting a certain country or region because they didn't really know. And they'll be like, oh, my gosh, we have a lot of fans in, you know, Liechtenstein. I don't know. Probably not because there's not that many people. But, you know, we have a lot of fans in this country we never even thought about. So let's maybe do our next concert there. Or we have a lot of fans over here. Like, let's. And I do think that maybe it's an overall, like, goal maybe in the future to maybe eventually get to the point to do more events. But like you said, I think the hard thing is logistics. In Korea, they understand how things work. That's their country. They know how like all the shows work. They know what's like typical for K-pop. Here in America, like that stuff is not typical anyway, and maybe in other countries. So it's like, first of all, we don't even have the infrastructure for things like that. And then second of all, I don't even know how a fan sign would go with Americans because we're pretty extra. And crazy and they would never come back and be like oh that was the last time bts was ever in america because <laughs> <laughs> they're never ever coming back after that so if i don't know like part of me wants to meet beats uh, part of me all of me all of me um wants to meet bts but not if they're going to be scared off forever so and I'm also concerned about safety. You know, there are some people out there, you know, so they have to have crazy security here, probably more than they would have to have in a place like Japan or whatever. Anyway, that's the future. We can hope, we can pray, we can wish, but you're going to be in Korea. So you're going to be at ground zero, basically, and able to like really get in there. You'll be our special foreign correspondent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or domestic f- correspondent, because we're the foreigners in this situation. Exactly. Okay, so we're getting there. Um, let's talk about Run BTS. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. So I honestly thought you had seen at least like one episode because I know so Run BTS is aired on VLive, but somehow I still don't understand how people do this, but somehow people are able to post the actual episode like on YouTube. Um, and I know there's like certain episodes and things that have been posted on YouTube um, for people who don't have like VLive memberships, but even Run BTS, you don't have to have, well, actually like, yeah, Bon Voyage is on there too. On um, Bon Voyage, you have to have a paid, have the paid membership and you have to like buy it. But for Run BTS, you don't have to do anything paid. It's free on VLive. Um, so for some reason, I thought you had seen at least like one episode, but come to find out, I found out well, like a week ago that Erica had never seen an episode of Run BTS. And I guess because I talk about it all the time and I've watched every single episode, I just assumed she had seen some. I knew she didn't, she wasn't caught up and didn't watch them religiously like I do. Um, but she finally watched a couple episodes and I'm really excited to hear what she thought about it because I love Run BTS and it's one of my favorite shows in general, not just like BTS content, but just like one of my favorite shows that I watch, period. So yeah, like Molly just said, uh, spoiler alert, I had not seen any Run BTS episode, but it's not because I didn't know that Run BTS didn't exist. I mean, there's no way that you can really avoid it, especially if you're on social media, like people talk about Run BTS all the time. So I've seen like little like, you know, gifs and little memes and things like that. But to be honest, everybody, I was putting it off because I didn't want to have the experience unless I had like a plan on the podcast and everything like that. Because just to know a little bit about me, like I love TV, but I love watching TV from like episode one. I'm not a person who likes to like jump into things like in the middle. So I want to watch it like, oh, I need to see every single episode. So then I wasn't sure if we were going to like ever do like a thing where we reacted to all the episodes or we watched them all the way through so I was like I need to keep myself pure <laughs> pure for this experience so I can give my like unfiltered you know first impressions and thoughts but then we were talking about it it's like okay let's just do this so we decided to watch the two most recent episodes which were episodes 79 and 80 which is where they were kind of going through on a 007 operation and everything and just to pause for the cause a little bit um if you don't know what run bts is maybe you're a new army maybe you haven't heard about that or anything it's like their reality tv game show that they do that they you know release an episode every week about it and they on it it's a variety show basically and they play games and they do lots of different things um and on this particular episode they were playing this competitive style kind of like searching game throughout a mall and everything molly do you want to explain or set up the situation or anything yeah and this uh, they do different games and different things every episode this one they were in this huge mall they were in the lot world mall and um which is cool they had like the whole mall closed down for them and uh there were these special cards like playing cards hidden all over um they had it set up on like two floors sometimes they do teams sometimes they do individual this was like an individual mission usually 
there's a punishment for the loser and everyone just wins because they don't have to get the punishment. And a lot of the, um, if any of you like watch their airport arrivals and things like that, or when they leave to go um, to another country and they have like funny hats on or they're wearing something funny. A lot of those are because of run BTS punishments and they set these punishments up beforehand and whatever team loses or whatever person loses, like that's their punishment. Um, this one didn't have a punishment and just the winner got these gift cards to the lot mall. And um, so they had to run around the mall and find these cards and each card had a number on it. Um, there were like some special cards that did other things, but basically there was like a couple of, they call them the game masters. Um, set up around the around the floors that they were on they would find their cards and they would go play these games and they would hand the card and it would match to like a corresponding number and it would be like a capital game so they'd have to they would ask them what the capital of a certain country was or it'd be like a word game or rock paper scissors and they were playing against the game master and if they won then they were handed a little heart and by the end of the game, um, whoever had the most hearts was the winner. Um, there were a lot of other like little nitpicky rules that I'm still not 100% sure on because I never understand all the <laughs> all the rules of their games. Yeah, the rules like the rules flash on the screen really fast. And like, I didn't know that much about B Run BTS because, you know, I've kind of like tried to keep myself away from it until like I could like experience it with you guys, which... By the way, I'm really excited to do. I didn't share that, but I'm so happy. I had heard about how people don't understand the rules and how they flash so quick on the screen. And like, I honestly paused like a million times trying to like read the subtitles to be like, what, what, who's a game master? What's going on? What cards? I don't know. But then as they play, you kind of understand. So it was broken up into two parts. And in part one, they were just like looking for the cards. So I guess we can just talk about that. Was there anything that like stood out to you in like the first part or anything? Oh, I mean, nothing like particular in in either of the episodes like stood out, I guess. It's just like I just love watching them do stuff like this because they they get like really secretive and I really like when they do individual games. Like when they're on teams, it, it's hilarious. But when they do individual games, like certain members, like their real personalities come out and you can just see that they they're like, uh-huh. Nope, I haven't found any cards. And they have like 50 cards in their in their little pouch. And they're like, nope, I haven't found any cards. I only have one heart. And they just like they lie to each other and they all know they're lying to each other. But they're like, yeah, he's lying. And the person who's lying thinks they're doing a good job. And then the other person's like, no, they're lying. And that was pretty much the whole, like, this whole episode was them lying to each other about how many cards or hearts that they had. I guess I knew what it was, but I didn't know there was, like, a specific name for it. This was, like, the best ASMR episode I've ever seen of Run BTS. Because it was, like, the mall was closed, so there's no background noise. All you hear are like their feet running. They're breathing really hard because they're running through this mall. It was like, for some reason, it was really calming to me to watch it too. Um, even though like I was laughing the entire time. And it would have been hard for me because I would have been like shopping. Um, there were a couple of times like Hobie was near like a handbag section. I'm like, he's probably looking at some bags right now instead of looking for cards. Or Jimin was like in a shoe section too at one point And he was like going really slow and like looking around and it's like hmm, he's shopping he's doing some window shopping 
But I guess like the biggest thing that stood out to me was the end of the first episode when they gathered back up and Hobie was like, he's like, yeah, I didn't do very well, whatever. And they're telling that Hobie and RM are in the lead. And then the difference between the last person and the first person is six hearts. And they're like, oh my gosh, somebody has six hearts. And they're all saying that it's RM. And he's like, no, it's not me. And they're like, well, it's not Hobie because he's terrible at games. But it really was. And Hobie like is just sitting there. He's like, no, it's not me. And RM was getting so angry because no one would believe him. <laughs> yeah, I found it really funny, too. For me, again, this is my first time seeing them in Run BTS. And, you know, everybody always talks about it like army always talks about it so it's like okay what to expect but to be honest it was like exactly what i was expecting and seeing other personalities and everything like that like it's just if you've never watched it before and but you've watched things with their personalities it's just like another way to see them all come out and to see like them be themselves which is one of the most fun things about being a bts fan is like you connect with their personalities. And so I really enjoyed it. I love seeing them be competitive with each other and just seeing like their different dynamics amongst each other. Um, as you guys know, Suge is my bias. So it's really fun to see him in this environment. I feel like he's my spirit animal. So like, I know that some people watching Run BTS are really surprised by Suga. Cause like, I think they have this concept of him of being like super serious and super like, I don't really know, but I guess because I feel like I get him, like, I don't really see him that way. But, yeah, if you definitely want to see him, like, smiling or silly or anything, I think Run BTS is, like, a good um, place to see maybe another side of him if you don't really know that side. And, like, one thing I noticed that they were, like, doing as they were running is, like, they would say, like, little, like, wisdoms or little, like, idioms as they were doing it. They're, like you know, I have to have eyes to see what's right in front of me. Or like, if you, if you don't look closely, you know, you can't see it. I just thought it was funny how like they would like encourage. Oh, that was Yoongi the entire time. He was like giving himself pep talks like that the whole time. It was so funny. Yeah, he was doing it. And I think that like, I think Jin did it a little bit too. But like, yeah, they both would like, especially sugar would say that he's like okay i'm gonna run or like i am going to be very physical now it's time to get physical or whatever and then he like shuffle off i don't know he's like not like the most athletic guy so it's just like really funny um but i liked his encouragement i also thought like watching this really just made me think of like parallels between like harry potter and hogwarts which you know we always talk about all the time but i feel like this was the hogwartsiest that i've ever seen bts and like I could just see their little house vibes coming out during this. So for instance, like RM's like looking around and he's not finding anything. And then he decides to look in the books. And I'm like, that's what he would do as quote unquote Hermione, his nickname. <laughs> um, but he was like, oh, it's in the books. They were in the books. And I'm like, that's so like. Ravenclaw that's so RM and I thought that was just so funny or like V for instance like V was like so polite and nice and like did everything at like more of like a chill pace so he would just like you know walk and like he would talk to the people who were working in the mall like one of the workers he went up to and he was like hey have you seen any of these cards well if you do could you like let me know and not tell the others thank you for what you do <laughs> and he'd pick up like litter and stuff and I'm like that's so V like it's just like so cute and then um 
J-Hope was very sly, you know, um, and he was like, yeah, he was super sly and he, he was, he was a bit of a hidden thing. So he was a little Slytherin in this, I'll be honest, you know, um, Hufflepuff, you know, Slytherin posing as a Hufflepuff. Um, and then Jin was really funny. I felt like Jin didn't like care. So like he was looking, but like was like whatever. And one of my favorite parts of the first part is like near the end, because Jimin is so I didn't mention Jimin, but Jimin is so like competitive and he's so emotional. And that makes sense. If you see him perform on stage or do anything, like this is again just another version of that or facet of that but he's like super into it and he he's so cute so like he's so excited and he gets his little game cards and he's finding them all over the place and he's playing games and everything and um he goes up to Jin near the end and Jin's like hey hey Jimin do you want this card and Jimin's like why are you giving me this card and then Jimin doesn't even like hesitate and he runs away and runs to the game and he's like okay I'm gonna go play this game and then he like loses like the game which means he has to like lose hearts and, you know, essentially, like, decrease his score. And, like, everyone's laughing at Jimin because he's having the hugest meltdown over this. Like, no, no, why would you do this? And he goes back over to Jin. He's like, why would you give me this? I lost my cards. And then Jin's like, hey, I found another one. And Jimin's like, okay. And then he runs back <laughs> over to the guy <laughs> and loses again. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Jimin, he's terrible at games. But he's the mo- he's one of the most competitive and he's the worst at them whiny Jimin is the best Jimin in the entire world and he was in rare form in both of these episodes (laughs) Jin like Jin is just very calm about everything and I feel like he's just like so confident he's like I know I'm gonna win I know I'm gonna win and so he's just like I feel like everyone else even Yoongi was like running at points and I rarely saw Jin run he was just walking like with purpose the mm-hmm. whole time and everybody kind of like rm i guess in the second part rm was running a little bit more um but i feel like jen was just like walking with purpose the entire time and with all this confidence of like yeah i'm gonna win this game and even though like jimin was doing really really well in the second part he still was just like he had too much confidence like yep i'm i'm gonna yeah. win i know i'm gonna win <laughs> he never wins like he's He's always on the losing team. When they do individual games, he's, like, one of the worst ones. And he's, like, probably the most competitive. And he's terrible at games. It was so funny. No, he's, like, so fun to watch and everything like that. Also, in, like, the first half, there was this one part, and it's with Jimin, where, like, he, well, I really noticed it because it's one of the only words I know in Korean. Like, sasanim. Um, he was like, teacher, teacher, when he found like a card. And like, I thought it was so funny because Sugar started like imitating him. And he's like, when Sugar found a card, he's like, teacher, teacher, I need it, teacher, you know. They're just so funny and cute. And like, yeah, Jimin really like made the, both episodes like so great. So, okay, at the end of the first episode, they kind of like Molly was saying, like, they kind of like give you like a recap of like what's going on, what's the leaderboard, sort of, and like, everything but they don't reveal everything in their editing so they 
also speaking of the editing i really loved it too so it's almost like the people who are creating the show the editors or like whatever the on-screen commentary because there's like little like notes or like messages on screen are kind of like on the inside joke like with you so they'll be like making fun of bts and i thought that was like really funny it's i remember just an example from the second episode jimmy was finding like a lot of cards and they're like oh he has golden hands and things like that and it's like really funny but they also do like sound effects. So like when Jimin was like, got the card from Jen and he was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I'm going to go play the game. They like had this music in the background that was like, sing, sing a happy song. And like, it was like so funny because when he lost, like, it's like all of that like change or like when he was running, they'll make like little sque squeaky, squishy noises because Jimin's so cute. And it's like, oh, I just want to squeeze him. He's like a little like you know, rubber ducky or whatever. And so I feel like all of that like adds to all of this. So anyway, at the end of the episode, they kind of like give you like an indication of who may be in the lead, but they didn't like tell you who. And so like Molly was saying, they said like J-Hope and RM were in the lead and whatever. Um, but we, we knew somebody had six cards. We knew somebody had zero, but we're like, who's lying? Who's telling the truth? So in the second half, like the game is like kind of ratcheted up a little bit because now there's what's out there called like a red car with or yellow card with a red star on it and basically if somebody gets that and decides to play it it changes the rules where like at the end whoever has the least amount of car cards or least amount of hearts wins as opposed to the most so if you find that you want to find that or if you have the most you know cards you want to find that so no one like ruins your game so in this half jimin was like winning he was like he was getting cards left and right and he was confident that he was in first place oh little jimin and i don't know i can't i'm trying to think of anything else like oh one other thing i did want to say though is that like i did notice like one of the other personality aspects that came out for like rm was that like he was very tired quickly he was like very koya in it he's like i'm exhausted <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were, like, running through this mall, though. Well, Jungkook never got tired, but in the second part, that's all Jungkook was doing was trying to find the star card. And, like, the whole time, he's like, star card, star card, star card. And <laughs> at the very beginning, this was one of my favorite parts, too, at the very beginning, um, it's, like, right after they break, they're like, okay, the second half begins, and they take off running, and they leave their camera guys behind. And you just see one camera guy's filming another camera guy, like sprinting after Jungkook and Jungkook's like 10 feet ahead of him. And he's trying to run and catch up with him so he, he can film him running around and stuff. And they're just like, I don't care. I'm going to leave my camera guy. He can catch up. And <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, they're ridiculous. I don't know. They're also sneaky. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Speaking of the running, then, as you kind of maybe think about what you're going to say, I thought it was so funny. So, like, in the beginning when they were running, Jimin was, like, running all over the place and finding, like, tons of cards, right? And then all of a sudden, he stops for, like, a PSA, and he's like, make sure to be safe even when you're in a rush. And I'm like, he's so, <laughs> he's so adorable and cute, and he knows it. Yeah, because um, one, of, one of their only rules, they were like, so the only rule is... You cannot run on the stairs or on the escalator. So, like, they're sprinting, then they get on the escalator, and then they're just, like, still and calm. And I think maybe he did that a couple times in the second episode, too. He did, like, a PSA about staying safe while he's going <laughs> down the escalator. And he's just, like, very calm. And then it gets to the bottom, and then he, like, takes off sprinting again. 
Uh, <laughs> and he's just shuffling, like you said, with the ASMR, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were, it was so funny. V, V really stood out to me in the second episode. He was getting a lot of cards, but he was like very calm, cool, and collected in the second part. He was just like, kind of like Jen was in the first. He was walking with purpose and he would just like find him. And about the editing, I love when they would like walk past a card and the editors like, they circle the card and they like make it, they um, like <laughs> zoom in on it and they're like so focused that they miss this card. And then Jim and ran past one card like five or six times and never saw it. And then somebody comes like, comes back by it again and they grab the card. And um, at the beginning, Jimin and Jungkook were like arguing about something and they had like baby laughs, like baby noises and, um, <laughs> like the editing Erica, I just can't wait for you to see some of the older episodes too. Like the run BTS editors are my absolute favorite. There's some episodes I'm like, wait, did, am I a run BTS editor? Because like some things they say and they like pop up on the screen. It's like. They they definitely have to be fans of BTS. It's like some of the things that they say, they like clown them so hard. And it's like, <laughs> and it's funny because there's people that'll be on Twitter and be like, or on social media and say like, oh, like, don't make fun of, don't call them like babies. You're comparing them to a baby and all this stuff. And it's like their own editors on their own TV show make baby noises and like make fun of them all the time so but Jin was like Jin was the dark horse for me in this one um so in the second episode he wasn't featured as much so he didn't really know what was going on and I was sure that Jimin was gonna pull out well Jimin had like as you go through the episode like really close to even the beginning he has like he finally goes to the game master and he has like this fat stack of cards and you're like oh my gosh he's huge so many yeah and then he like sits down on the floor with him i'm like i wonder how long it really took him to like go through all of those games and those cards because like they only so just so you guys know they only had half an hour in each round right so like that's not a lot of time to like play these like games and find cards and stuff like that and i was getting worried because like someone like v who was like taking his time or like rm at first who wasn't finding any cards at first like i was like are they going to even have time to be able to, like, do anything with their cards? Like, and Jim is yeah, over here. That, that was a strategy, too. In the first in the first round, really, RM and Hobie were the only two that were, like, playing their cards. And everybody else was holding on to their cards. So, by the time the second round came, like, they had to play these games and get their hearts and get the cards and, like, use their cards and stuff. Um, and I'm like, y'all are going to have... 100 cards but you're not gonna have time to play any of the games and you're not gonna get any hearts because of it so it was really kind of like a strategy a strategy game too one thing i did want to bring up to you about v though was that like and i don't know if it's since our eyes connected in chicago (laughs) but i was like noticing him and i was just like you know this is like one of my favorite looks for v they were all kind of like in like a mic drop sort of like vibe I felt like here but like V was like like in this jacket and he had the headband I love him in a headband and it was kind of rem- making me remember how like when I first saw BTS this is back in like 2017 um when I 
very first saw them, like, I thought he was, like, the one. Like, I'm like, oh, he's, like, the Justin Timberlake or something of the group. He is the bad boy. He is the star. He is the main guy. Like, that has to be the main guy, you know? And as I got to know them better, I'm like, oh, no, they're all the guy, you know? Um, But, like, this episode sort of, like, brought it out. And I don't know. It was something about them running by, like, all those, like, countertops or whatever that made them, like, seem extra tall. And I was just like... V on his own by like a glass display case. I was like, he looks just like a nice tall drink of water. This is a good look for him. So I just very much noticed him in this episode. And I think it was good for me. Cause like, again, I can overlook V and I did up until the point again that he looked at me, but <laughs> um, I felt like he stood out in like a, like a quiet confidence laid back like sort of way and I really appreciated that um get oh one other thing I want to say before we got to like the final standings and stuff is J-Hope was like super sly so as he was like doing things one of the things he said was like I'm looking at where the cameras are and where the cameramen are going and like the producers are going because like why would they have a camera there so he's kind of using production to inform where he looked And it made me think, I don't know, Molly, if you've ever seen Survivor, but it made me think that he would be really good on a game like Survivor or like Big Brother or any sort of reality TV competition because he understands. Oh, Oh, huh? No, he'd be terrible. You you have a very small sample of watching Hobie in games. Watch other episodes. He would be horrible at Survivor. (laughs) Okay, so I. Absolutely terrible. He would he would not make it. He would be like the first person to go home. <laughs> okay, so I'll say why, and then I guess I'll have this in posterity, and we can look back when I look at other episodes and be like, okay, now I completely understand what you're saying. But from the limited, and obviously I've only seen these two episodes, episodes I saw, like him using the production made me think about how like in Survivor, like some people who have like won and everything have used like the producer's hints and everything to like help them like know and also because he was able to like deceive like these guys like so well like everybody was lying and everybody knew everybody was lying but everybody believed j-hope and i was like that would be like really good for like big brother or survivor and everything the fact that they believed him after that now in terms of like the actual like being in the elements and not eating food i can't speak to that but in terms of like the mentality it takes and the social prowess it takes. I felt like I saw a lot of that in J-Hope in these episodes. The, the only reason that they believed him is because he has a hard time lying. And he like when he does lie, um, his face gives it away almost instantly. But in this episode, like they were passing by so quickly, like they couldn't read his face. Like he can control his voice, but he can't control his face. And so like they're passing by so quickly. He can be like, oh, I only have one card, but then like <laughs> on his face and he can't control his facial expressions. But the per- like the other members already passed, so they can't see what his face is like. He's just like controlling his his voice. And so that's like the only reason they were like RM is more um, crafty. And so that's why they were like, no, there's no way J-Hope is, is winning because for one, he's usually not very good at games. And for two, like he can't lie very well. And so like. I feel like in a situation like Survivor or something, they wouldn't know him. And so they would be able to like pick up on those things like that he was 
lying. He is very observant. I will give him that. He's very observant because nobody else really was like, oh, let's pay attention to this. But it ended up actually being nothing. <laughs> um, and then they were just like cameras randomly set up and there there wasn't a reason for them. But he did, yeah, even, you know, he noticed that and it was very observant. I'm sorry. I was going to say they even made an announcement about it. They're like, yeah, he's like, I know these cameras or something. And they're like, the cameras don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. But you'll you'll just you'll see in like other if you watch Bon Voyage or other run episodes like he no he wouldn't he would not do great on those shows. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about before we got also into like the standings and stuff like that before the end of the game how like there was an announcement and Jimin thought that well they all thought that the game was over and then it turned out that the announcement was a mistake and there was like 10 minutes left or something right and so Jimin didn't hear it or something so Jimin goes and he thinks he's won already and he goes and he sits down and he's like I've totally won it's all in the bag and he's sitting there and so I think like J-Hope I think it is runs by and he's like oh is Jimin so confident or he just given up that he's just not going to play anymore. And like still, even when J-Hope is like, the game is over, Jimin's like, it's all right. I've already won. <laughs> but the funny thing is they all thought Jimin gave up because he lost. Because yeah. Jimin's not very good at games. And so they're like, oh, that that was J-Hope in RM past him too. And saw him and was like, oh, Jimin gave up already. They're thinking like Jimin is just like, whatever, I'm not going to win this. I'm just going to go sit down. I'm tired. But Jimin was thinking the complete opposite. He's like, I've already won this. So, <laughs> But even after Hobie was like, no, it's not over. He still just sat there. He didn't get back up and go out again. Yeah, he was like, he wasn't like up, which is like so funny because, you know, before he's like, I've got to go. I've got to go. And then he's like, I think honestly he missed the announcement because he was luxuriating in the fact that he was winning. He was like strolling with such like confidence and arrogance like I've won it's so great it's amazing they're gonna see they're gonna see that I won you know and (laughs) oh Jimin is like so so cute um so yeah that's pretty much oh the other thing is that like okay a couple of the guys were like also concerned that like about the yellow card or whatever Jungkook that's all he was like looking for but like RM thought that V found the red star yellow card or whatever. So then RM all of a sudden starts like negotiating with V like, Hey, Hey man, um, don't use the card. Cause you know, RM wins when he's like, listen, I have 13. I'll split half with you. I'll give you half of my like cards if you, you know, don't use them and everything like that. But it turns out that this whole time, and we don't know it until like later on, that Jin actually found like the card and so V never found it but he's still like maybe gonna take like RM's cards <laughs> and then Jin is trying to like rig the game somewhat with like who was it was he talking to J-Hope he's trying to get J-Hope to do it he's like J-Hope listen I'll give you all my cards I'll use like the red card or whatever or you use the red card and then I'll win because I have the least amount of cards and then we'll split the prize um, but J-Hope was like, no deal. And Jin wouldn't like show him the card. So like J-Hope didn't believe him. So then Jin tried to move on to, I think it was Suga that he wanted to do the same deal with, but then the time ran out and they couldn't do it. And he was like, no, he's like, J-Hope, you cursed us all and everything like that. So it was really funny. Um, 
And they were very, that's like the most reactive that Jin had gotten like this whole time. When I thought that Jimin had it in the bag, so I was like, well, maybe Jin doesn't have that many cards. And, but, and he's been so confident that he had the red card that he'd get rid of his cards and that he would win. Um, and then they go back, the game's over, and they start tallying up everybody's hearts and everything. This was one of the best reactions in any episode out of 80 episodes. This was one of my favorite. Wait, before we get into that, sorry, before the reactions, like, I was just going to say, because this goes before that, um, is that, like, they do predictions. And do they do that on every single, like, episode, like, where they have them predict who they think will win? No. Oh, okay. No, they so that's just like that. Okay, because sorry. They're, because they're mainly, I would say, like, nine out of ten episodes are team episodes. They're usually on teams. They like every now and then they do like individual uh, where they're individual and they I'm trying to think if they've ever like actually predicted um, maybe once. So that's not something that they usually do. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, like right before they like reveal like what's about to happen or who won, like they all like do like the predictions of who they thought won. So just to like let you guys know they thought it was between J-Hope and RM, which who were the two that had like it in the lead the last time and everything like that. And like a couple of people thought, well, only Jimin thought it was Jimin, um, but <laughs> the rest thought it was J-Hope. And then Jin also thought he was in the lead when they like kind of give like their predictions. Once they kind of give their predictions and they're telling things like RM finally admits that like he, RM says that he had nine cards in this round and J-Hope finally admits that it was him who had six cards initially and he was in the lead and they're all like all up in arms about it and everything so then now we're up to the point that you were talking about Molly so do you want to talk about like the final results no you can no keep going you're on a roll keep going oh, okay so I actually have it like broken down as they go so like they start revealing who has cards right so the final card telling so RM has 13 and everyone so we find out he was telling V the truth that he actually did have 13 cards and we're like oh wow you know and everyone's like wow wow and then J-Hope has 11 so it's like oh and that's something I found that J-Hope does and now that you've told me about like how he's in other things it kind of gives me more insight. But one thing I did notice is that, like, anytime people ask him a question, he would, like, deflect. So, like, Jimmy would be like, something, 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 J-Hope. And J-Hope would be like, what about V over there? And so now that makes more sense what you're saying about how he, you know, is not maybe the best liar. So he just, like, like likes to deflect attention off of him so he doesn't have to, like, lie directly. Okay, so next we found out Sugar has 10. And everyone is, like, shocked at him. <laughs> because the whole time Chica had been going around being like, I can't find any. I can't do this. You know, like, I don't have any. And so, like, J-Hope is like, you, man, you should act. We should both go on a TV show. We should act because, like, you are you are incredible at acting and everything. That being said, Sugar's score is, like, spoiler alert the last place but they were still like surprised so next is jungkook and this was a surprise because he had 15 and everyone was outraged and shocked because they didn't like see this coming because like all we saw in the episode like as a viewer we didn't see this coming either because all we saw jungkook do is say like i'm looking for the yellow card i'm looking for the yellow card and then we saw him at the end be like i guess i'll play a couple of games just in case and he was like he only played like four games or whatever he only got four cards so when he had 15, everyone was shocked. 
he had a ton of cards and then he they only showed a couple that he won and then he lost a bunch of games too so he could have had even more card or even more hearts but he lost a lot um a lot of games so i was really surprised that he had that many hearts yeah i was like i was shocked too and like that's why i like like that the editing kind of like plays with us too because like they'll reveal some things but not everything so some things you're inside on and some things you're not and so it was really like a twist to me that i did not see coming because i was like oh he's not gonna have very many cards and i was like oh wait a minute so i kind of like that they gave us that surprise so the next person who's revealed is v who has 16 and so now he's in first place and Jungkook's really upset because he was bested by one card. <laughs> so then we finally get to Chimin, Park Chimin. And they finally reveal that Chimin has 18 cards. And everyone is shocked. <laughs> I noticed, especially at this point, that Suga was like very shocked and he had like wild eyes at this point his eyes were so wild he was like oh my gosh how did he get 18 and like <laughs> and like the editing at this point was really funny too because like the music was like about like them lying and being like good liars pretty much and everything like that and RM's like he had 18 cards and was just relaxing here and Jimin's just giggling cutely like mm -hmm, I knew I was winning um and J-Hope's like, I've got chills. I've got chills. <laughs> Yoongi's reaction to everybody. Some of them, he was like, he was definitely like over-exaggerating on purpose where he was like covering his mouth. But then I think like at the very end when they revealed the final, uh, he was like actually truly shocked. Yeah, which we'll just get into it. So finally they tell us the tally for Jin and he had... 21 cards and everyone is so shocked and like sugar was bugging out and he like did like this weird like grapevine across the room in shock <laughs> like i don't know what to call it but um it was also shocking as a viewer because jim kept wanting to give his cards away and then do like the red card or the yellow card whatever it's like we thought oh he must be in last place and it's not until the end that they show like this like secret footage montage thing of him winning a bunch of games but we like never saw it at all and he was not moving with like that much urgency yeah he was definitely the dark horse in this um and at the end like he's walking off confidently and they're just like showing him walking he's like yeah and he has his like his gift cards or whatever he's like i knew i was gonna win i i knew it i'm so good at this and he like he totally played everybody and he scares me because he's very like he's very good at at acting and pretending like he doesn't know what's going on or that he doesn't understand or that he's losing and he's very like sneaky and um nobody ever saw him playing the games because like yungi a couple times came up on v and they would come upon each other like playing the game sometimes and they would like watch from behind and like see how how many games they won and stuff but i feel like nobody ever found or saw jen play any of the games so most of the episode i was convinced that jimin was gonna win and then with the editing as well there was a a part that they showed um they did a montage um of jimin losing because he loses so much and it was so funny because they showed a lot of like the airport punishments and stuff and like how Jimin never wins anything. 
And then he got bested <laughs> again by just a few cards, too. And it's not like it was like he got blown out of the water. Like he only had like two more cards than poor Dimon. And and like the thing is, is he probably could have won had he not thought he won. Yep. Like if he didn't sit down for those like last 10 minutes and just like got a few more cards in, he probably would have won. But he was so assured that he had won that he like did not care and like he yep. he was his own downfall which you know what I know I said this like reminds me of Hogwarts but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Lord Voldemort <laughs> which I guess that is making Jim and like very fitting for Slytherin house right but it's just like I know um spoiler alert if you've never read Harry Potter but like it's just like Voldemort just like always keeps like thinking he's gonna win and he's so overconfident and it's just like man maybe you need to like take out like a little insurance or do a couple of things or double check some things and he like never does and so like it kind of just like you know the hogwarts parallels make me think of that but i don't think jimin's lord voldemort by the way i don't think he is that i think he is just so cute and i think he's good so don't take my words to mean that <laughs> um yeah. So, okay. So this was my first or my first episodes. It's two parts. So I kind of think of it as one big thing, but um, my first time watching run BTS and I have to say, like, I had a really good time. Like I said, I thought I knew what to expect. I have to say it actually kind of was what I expected. Like I am aware of their personalities and everything like that. But like I said, this is just like an avenue to get them see, to see them interact and, like, bring out other sides of their personalities in context that you wouldn't get in, like, a music video or an interview or, you know, other things. And you just get to see it more. And what is so lovable about BTS beyond the music and the great dancing and the visuals and stuff are, like, their great personalities. Like, I feel like there are two sides to BTS. There's, like, you know, the performance side, which is, like, incredible and, like, these, like, you know pop idol you know superstars that are just like incredible and then there's the other side which are like your best friends and you're like oh these are people that I want to laugh and I want to hang out with and you know we've touched upon these sides of them when we like talk about a little bit about like being kind of attic or whatever it is but like I see why people are addicted to run BTS because you can really get to spend time with them it's like this quality time you get to spend with them and you really just get to know them that much better and just to like see like more of the nooks and crannies of their personalities and their dynamics and stuff like that yeah so overall like I am not necessarily glad that I put it off this long because I'm not <laughs> but I'm glad that I finally did start watching it and it makes me excited to watch more episodes and to see you know what more of like the history and I know that this is like I don't know if you guys ever follow like again Harry Potter or Star Wars or anything but it's considered canon and I feel like you know the word canon I feel like this is BTS canon like when people are referring to a lot of things in the fandom they are talking about run BTS and everything and the dynamics so now I feel like I know more of what's like going on yeah and there's a lot of like inside jokes or things that people use and say from like old run bts episodes that if you haven't seen them you're like oh that's funny but if you haven't seen the episode you don't really get it and then when you actually see the episode then you're like oh wow that's like 10 times funnier 
like you said about the airport stuff, like I saw them with like the big flowers or like the silly hats. And I thought that was just them being silly. I'm like, they're just so silly. But now I know it has like, again, that extra layer of like, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. Anytime they're at the airport in like weird outfits or, and there's only like a couple of them doing it. Um, those are all run punishments. Well, so you guys will have to let us know if you want us to talk more about it. Like it comes out every week. So maybe we can have like a little bit of a discussion every once in a while about what happened, especially if there's like standout things or like, you know, we watch other ones. I know there's like a lot of standout ones to anything for me to know going into this or anything, Molly. No, I mean, I, I want you to just experience it. I don't even want to like tell you the episodes you should watch because there's a couple that are like, I don't know that a lot of people say, oh, you have to watch this one. But I just want you to like experience all of them from the beginning and um, really see like the progression and like how much more involved that they've gotten since the beginning. That's what I really like to see. How would you say this one ranks in general? In your personal perspective, like, is this one that you're going to, like, remember? Yes. It stands out? Okay. 100%. Okay, cool. So I'm glad that it was my first one. I'm glad I got to see, like, the two parts and everything like that. Um, It was really fun. So, yeah, we'll have to talk about it again. And it has always been my plan to watch every single one of these. Another thing that I haven't watched that I want to watch is Bon Voyage. And I might want to do, like, again, like a watching of that or who knows if they come out with another season we can like talk about each episode as that's released too because I know you've seen all of those already but we could talk about like maybe the new ones or something yeah so I think that's pretty much about it for like all the points that I wanted to talk about yeah there's been a lot going on and there's hopefully they'll (laughs) stick to their word and take a break and take a little vacation um and that'll give us time to catch up on anything and give me time to transition and move to Korea and get settled there before they start doing a bunch of stuff again. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, this is good timing for you as well. Besides bring the soul, like, this is really good for you to just, like, be able to ease into your whole new life in a different country with a different language and everything. And as we said, Earlier up front in this episode, we will actually be talking a little bit more about like Molly's journey to Korea, how this all came about and like a couple of thoughts that she's having before she goes. So that'll be a special episode um, that you guys should look out for um, coming, you know, in the in the near future. Um, In the meantime, like we said, too. You can um, stay informed, stay in the know if you go to our website and join our mailing list so that you can be emailed when our new episodes do come out so you don't miss an episode. And again, our website is btyespod.com. So if you want to just keep informed, remember to do that. And are there any last last messages? That sounds so like... (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's it. We covered a lot today. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice catch-up episode. And yeah, we always love doing this. And we can't wait to see you guys next time. So, until next time, why say no when you can say... B-T. Yes! (laughs) I hit a really high note that I wasn't expecting to hit. (laughs) A little higher. 
But BT, yes. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Bye.